G phone lines. I'm Tony Thompson. Do you EBO? Yes. Let's head to the live line. Esquire, he is Vice President of Legal Affairs, Landmark Legal, Mike O'Neill, back on the program. Hi, Mike. Hi, Fawn. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Buttoning down the hatches. I think it's going to get cold here in in a couple days. You know, the Supreme Court of Colorado is apparently, I don't know what they're doing, but I think they're going along with the edibles that are legal in their state. I don't know either. So they have decided to go ahead and mess with the electoral situation and keep Donald Trump off the ballot. So what does that effectively do for the rest of the nation if it goes through? Right. What they did was they disenfranchised millions of voters. They Now, now conceitedly, they did stay their decision pending resolution at the U.S. Supreme Court. We'll get to that in a moment. But what their decision did was they declared President, uh, former President Trump ineligible to appear on the presidential primary ballot for his Republic, for the Republican nominee for the, for the, for the presidential primary. Now, what did they, what, how does that affect? That effectively says the millions of voters who would be poised to vote for former President Trump, we're taking away your right to vote. You don't have you don't have the authority to vote for him. So they essentially disenfranchised the millions of voters. Now this now this was kind of the breaking of the dam, so to speak. You see, this this decision was mirrored in Maine, where the Secretary of State actually escalated it. What did she do? She said she's not. She didn't have any kind of judicial proceedings. She didn't kind of have, hold any kind of hearings. She just unilaterally made the decision to disqualify his name, disqualify him from appearing on the ballot. So if you had a Supreme Court decision, a state Supreme Court decision in Colorado, which disenfranchised millions of voters. Then you had an escalation. You had the main secretary of state take his name off the ballot there unilaterally without any kind of findings there. She simply relied on the Colorado uh, Supreme Court's finding and now has, has jumped jumped in. Now, what you're going to see, unless, of course, the good news here is the Supreme Court is, is all set to take up this issue and hear oral arguments in about a month, but... If they don't overturn this Colorado Supreme Court decision, it's going to unleash electoral chaos, right? This, you see it in Maine. You're going to see it in states all over. The, every, every state that's presumably controlled by a leftist or a Democrat or however you want to put it is going to, is going to follow suit. And effectively, we're going to talk about disenfranchising people. Now, it's funny because the left always loves to talk about how they're for voter rights and how they're all yeah. working to ensure so exactly ins- yeah. do everything they can to make sure everybody has the right to vote. But they do that, but then they take the, they, they short circuit the process. They, they understand they can't, they can't win these battles in the arena of ideas. They can't win these battles in the political arena. They have to hijack the process and use this cockamamie scheme that somehow Donald Trump is ineligible under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment and therefore have him disqualified from, from running for office. Uh, well, first of all, he hasn't been convicted of a dang thing. So right. how they can go on something that might happen? is the part that confuses me, and that's why the Supreme Court of this nation is going to be unanimously saying, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope we get a strong decision from the court. Again, just to talk about a little bit of the details here, they, they've decided this on an expeditious manner. They have decided, they, they, rule, they, they sent an order out just last week saying that oral arguments are going to be on February 8th. All of the briefing for all of the sides will have to be in by, Febu- by early February, about a week before that. And presumably, with they're going to have oral arguments on February 8th, I would have guessed, and now, again, you can't hold me to this because they do what they want to do, obviously. Exactly. But I would, pop, I would pop, presume, pass. yeah, right. I would presume that they would have a decision by, by March, by at some point in mid to early March, because they understand the nature of this. They understand that this is, a, at base, this is a political issue. This is not an, this is an issue to be, to be relegated 
that for the people of the for the United, people of the United States of America to decide. Now, you you brought up the important point that he's never been convicted or even charged with insurrection. Right? There's a criminal statute in the federal criminal code that says that if you that, that specifies if you engage in insurrection, you're guilty of this crime. Well, the the special counsel, all the other charges that have been levied at Donald Trump. Insurrection has never been levied, so right. that's an important. That's a really important due process issue that you brought up. There's also uh, uh, some of the other legal, legal issues that are regarding the interpretation of this section of the the Fourteenth Amendment. Now, keep in mind the Fourteenth Amendment. This was always intended to apply to Confederate Confederate soldiers. This is the Fourteenth Amendment, part of the Reconstruction Era Amendment. This was passed in the wake of the Civil War, and this particular provision of the Fourteenth Amendment was intended to apply to individuals who waged civil war against the Union of the United States, actual insurrectionists, not mm-hmm. the events of what uh, what uh, former President Trump engaged in on January 6th and the days leading up to it. Yeah, so he made a speech misinterpreted mm-hmm. by a couple of clowns who were there and deserved to go to jail, who busted mm-hmm. into offices and took stuff that didn't belong to them. They're criminals. They, should, they deserved whatever they got, but there are a whole lot of other people who did a whole lot of nothing wrong who are serving prison sentences and mm-hmm. Donald Trump is being accused of inciting something he did not do. So I I understand that there's somebody just said, but there's some lunatic in Colorado who jumped over and tried to attack. I'm like, that's what happens when you push people to mm-hmm. the point where they lose their marbles. And if you don't believe me, what about the marches with BLM and other things? Exactly. You're pushing people to their limits will excuse one side and not the other. Now, I still think what the guy did was wrong. Obviously, you can't attack people like that, but it works both ways. And this is what's, what's important to understand is when you, you remove the release valve of voting. Now, what do we have in our, the, one of the beauties of our republic is this, is that if you're angry, if you're frustrated with the direction of the country, what can you do? Well, you can go out and effectuate change Vote. through the political process. You can go vote. You can organize people to go vote. You can run. You can do everything that we talk about in the political process. Well, what does this do? This short circuits that process. This throws another match on the gunpowder. This already ignites frustrated people who believe that the system is rigged against them to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so, what are you doing? You're just aggravating the system. You're you're saying we you can't even vote. We're taking away your simple right to choose who you want to be serve as the, your nominee, in this case, of course, right now we're talking about the nomination process, right. as your nominee for your political party. The best way to handle this, of course, is to, have, is to beat the individual in the arena of ideas, beat them in the political process. When you remove that process, as you just said, you ignite the frustrations of the electorate. You, you also, what's really, and I'm seeing this everywhere now, is losing faith in our institutions. People mm-hmm. already have a belief that the system is rigged against them. What's the point of voting? It doesn't matter if I vote. My vote doesn't count. Well, that's a dangerous path to be on, and this further exacerbates that. And that's how imperialism begins. Yes. That's how it begins, and it never ends well. Colorado Supreme Court decision will unleash electoral chaos if it is adopted by other states as well, and it will be the end of the Electoral College. Popular vote will take over. Democrats will be super happy when they win and cry foul when they lose. It'll happen every single time. The Electoral College was built perfectly to make sure that we did not have a miselected president. But here we are with a guy in office that doesn't know where he is. So hopefully we get someone in there who's strong. Um, I don't know if you heard this came across the wire this morning, Mike. It's off topic, but sure. uh, apparently we are going to town 
against um, in Yemen against the Houthis. I saw that. Oh, I'm so happy. Finally, they're shooting at our guys. Us and the British are going over there and kicking the tires and lighting the fires, baby. Well, the only thing is, I hope I hope that the Secretary of Defense is 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 in contact with the president. I yeah, mean, let's I, hope for that. To get, not, I mean the fact that the fact that he went four days in ICU and the president wasn't aware of this and his senior staff wasn't aware of this and that mm-hmm. the the deputy secretary of defense was out of the country. I mean this is this is terrifying. And I, I if 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 our if our armed forces are involved in shooting in battle in battles, I mean this is what these are. These are battles. These are these are missiles that are going. These are mm-hmm. cruise missiles. These are jets that are fighting. These are bombers. I hope the chain of command is is on point. It, it it did not it did not inspire confidence to hear that the Secretary of Defense was in ICU for four days and no one and knew. nobody knew it. Yeah. and that the, and the, pre, the the Washington press corps in their zeal for uh, noting what co- what color underwear Donald Trump is wearing today decided that they're just going to pass on their duty to understand exactly what's going on in the world. Yeah. Well, let me just say from now on, if he's going to be out, I want him to call me. Personally, because I <laughs> I no longer trust the process. Mike O'Neill, Esquire, Vice President, Legal Affairs, Landmark Legal. Tell them where they can find out more about what y'all do. Right. You can lead, read our brief in this. We actually just submitted a, an amicus brief in this case in the, in the Supreme Court. Go to our website. It should be up uh, later today um, and on LandmarkLegal.org. You can also follow our Twitter handle at Landmark Legal. And just see all the great stuff that we're up to. Good. And thank you for saying amicus, because people say amicus, and I just want to fall down and say, stop it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. You say tomato, I say tomato. It's amicus. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks, Mike. Sure. Take care, Fawn. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.